You're listening to a Richwood Church podcast. I had a lot of anger at that time too. I was swearing like crazy and like I said, cursing God. It was not pretty. just didn't seem to help my life or, you know, it just seemed like I'm not any better. I'm just a mess and I can't do life. And I still was having a hard time believing, you know, that he kind of liked to do mean things to you. And How long did that go on? That was... I want to say about six months it was a long time. And of course, the other thing that was so hard was that I had so many people that didn't, and I don't, I don't blame them, they didn't understand me. Um, and so they would tell me, you know, you just don't want to get better. You're playing the victim. You want to collect disability. Um, it was so disheartening because I already felt that way about myself too. I felt like if I've been trying, oh, and I, I had tried medications too for about 30 years that, and none of them seemed to really help. And I'd even tried shock treatment a couple times. I was so desperate. Psalms is the longest book in the Bible. And all the psalm, the psalm is just people expressing um, trauma or happiness. You know, it's, it's a totally emotional book. And one thing I love about the psalms is there's no answers. I mean, there isn't a commentary after each psalm where God is answering, you know, a theology. It's literally just expression. That video contains just a slice of the kind of topics that we cover on a podcast that we call Life Support that we produce here at Ridgewood Church. And that's a lady who was coming out of deep trauma, a woman who feels incredibly lonely and isolated. And we want to tell stories with that podcast. We want to help people understand how to walk alongside of people in trauma and how to find more of Christ in trauma, especially in times like this. And these are really difficult times. As we deal with this COVID-19 crisis, people are isolated. People are alone. And maybe you have felt like that as well. Gone are the normal things that we've done. Gone is the opportunity to hang out with friends, to grab a coffee with a group that you may have been having coffee with for years. And all of a sudden we find ourselves isolated in our own homes. And there's loneliness to that. And so as we grapple with this, where do we find hope? How can we live biblically? during this COVID-19 season. 
we're going to look at David, the great king, the psalmist, because he's a man that was familiar with isolation, familiar with loneliness. And David knew exactly where to go. David knew that he could go to God and that if he was persistent, if he cried out to God, that eventually God would show up. And so where can you find hope in this very difficult time? You can find hope when you believe that God is present in your circumstances. You can find hope when you believe that you are not alone. So we're going to look at a psalm, and we're going to look at David, and we're going to learn from him. So if you have a Bible, if you have a tablet, if you have a phone, I would love to have you turn and join me at Psalm 25, and we're going to begin in verse 16. Psalm 25, verse 16 a psalm written by David. And this is the first of a series of messages that we call Life Support. And it's about how to live in this COVID-19 season, how to thrive, how to honor God, how to live under the authority of Scripture and still be effective for the kingdom. And David's a great study in this because David had all kinds of strife in his life. David found himself in a tremendous amount of difficult situations, and he knew what to do with that. Psalm 25 is what we would call a psalm of individual lament. And psalms of individual lament basically had three different sections to them. There was the invocation at the beginning, which is basically gaining the attention of God, so to speak. And then there was the complaint or the request, and then finally at the end, there was an expectation that God would hear. And so as we begin reading together in verse 16, he is in the request part of this psalm. But we'll see as he nears the end of this portion that he does expect God to come through for him. And David knew that God was a place to go in time of great distress. So let's read the text together, beginning in verse 16. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes and with what violent hatred they hate me. O guard my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. So this fight against COVID-19 has left many feeling out of sorts has left many feeling isolated, cut off from friends and family and the life that we had become accustomed to. And David is in a situation where he is in total isolation and he's fearing for his life. He says, 
Turn to me. Be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. And here's what I want you to notice about David. David knew exactly what to do when he found himself in these situations. He knew who God was in his life. He knew how God had preserved him, and he knew what to do with that. So the first overall basic point I want to start with as we study this text together is this. In the midst of isolation and loneliness, turn only to God. Only to God. Because you're going to be tempted to go a hundred different other places. David here ran right to the source that he knew could sustain him. For you and me, it's easy to go all kinds of places. We have a lot of different options. We can binge watch Netflix and Prime. We can numb our brains on that if we choose. We can veg out on 24-hour news channels. Maybe in five minutes from now, we'll have a vaccine. Maybe some politician will come through and make a rule that will save the day. But that usually just ends up in more frustration. Some turn to alcohol and drugs. I read a stat recently that the sale of liquor is skyrocketing during this pandemic. And then there's always food. And many are turning to food and a million other things to try to get through this time. But what did David do? Where did he find his hope? He found his hope in God. He understood who God is. And so that's exactly where he ran. See, here's the thing about God. God never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And David was a man who was familiar with this consistency of God, even when his circumstances kept changing. And his circumstances changed a lot during his life. He had times of incredible highs and incredible lows. And here's a time of being low. But he knew God would be there for him. So he went and he cried out to God during this troubling time. So within this COVID-19 isolation, within this loneliness, there's a place you can go to find hope. But go only to God. If you try to go other places, you won't be satisfied, and you may very well make things worse. The second thing I want to encourage you to do, using David as our example, in the midst of loneliness and isolation, I want you to be willing not only to just go to God, but to go unashamedly. Don't ever be afraid to cry out for help. Here's David, this kind of ruddy-faced warrior who had killed wild animals, and yet he wasn't afraid to get on his knees and cry out to God in desperation. He was never ashamed to ask God for help. And sometimes we see that as a sign of weakness, but not David. And we aren't sure exactly what this situation was that had driven him to this place of aloneness. We knew that his life was being threatened. We knew that there were 
people pursuing him that wanted to hurt him. And he had sinned with Bathsheba. Absalom had revolted against him, his own son. And so this is likely happening right during that period of time. And so, amazingly enough, here he is, tucked away somewhere, all by himself, and the person pursuing him is his own son, Absalom. And that had to add to his sense of aloneness, because his own family couldn't be trusted. And he had to feel somewhat responsible. And so here he is, with his own son coming after him, and it was getting worse not better. In verse 15, he makes allusion to the fact that his feet were already caught in their net. So they were closing in on him. But he didn't despair. What did he do? He turned to God. He wasn't shy about asking for help. And in verse 20, it tells us that he would not be put to shame. You know, I talked to many Christians who feel bad about bothering God. <laughs> they'll, they'll begin a prayer or they'll begin a statement with, you know, I, I don't know if this is really that bad, but listen, God wants to hear all of your heart. He understands that you're living in an unprecedented time, and he does care about you. And you may say to yourself, I don't, how could he care about the anxiety that I wake up with in the morning but he does care. You may say, how can he really be that concerned that I'm afraid to go to the store? I'm afraid. He does care. He cares that you're concerned that you might get this illness. He cares that you're afraid for your family. He cares that you're, you're full of anxiety about when this is ever going to end and, and your finances and all that go with it. God cares about those things, you can go to him unashamedly. And that's where you find peace. That's where your soul can be filled. Listen, you don't have to carry these worries alone. In the passage that you're likely familiar with that I'm going to preach on next week about anxiety, Paul says in Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And so, go there. And don't be ashamed. Listen, you are living in a once-in-a-lifetime situation. You couldn't have seen it coming. And all of a sudden, everything has changed. Everything has stopped. Of course you're going to feel Concerned, of course you're going to feel fearful. Of course you're going to feel like you're off. Who could have ever known? God knew. God is with you, and he can walk in front of you because this isn't taking him by surprise at all. So don't run to a bunch of other places. Go to God and do it without shame. Cry out to him. He wants to help you learn how to live biblically to learn how to thrive, to learn how to live under the authority of the Bible, even when things are upside down. And he waits there longingly and lovingly for you. So how do you find hope 
in this COVID-19 era? How, how do you know that you're not alone? Well, first, you take your request straight to God, and you do it without feeling ashamed or bashful about it. That's what David did in this situation. But there's more. In, in verse 18, he writes, Consider my affliction and my trouble, and forgive all my sins. Now, when you first read this psalm, you think to yourself, well, what does forgiveness of sins have to do with being lonely and isolated and afraid and, and having people come and trying to kill him? Well, it has everything to do with it. And so here's the third point I want to make. In the midst of isolation and loneliness, ask God to remind you of his forgiveness and his grace. And here's how all of this fits together. David knew two things. He knew that in a general sense, that sin was responsible for his plight. Sin is responsible for the plight that we're in right now. If not for sin, we wouldn't have pandemics. We wouldn't have tornadoes. We wouldn't have hurricanes. God made a perfect world for Adam and Eve to live in, but man rebelled. So we fell into this broken world. So David was well aware that his situation was due to the general sinfulness of mankind. But David was also aware that his own choices and his own sin had at least brought some of this about. His sleeping with Bathsheba, his poor parenting of Absalom were now coming back to haunt him. So what did he do? He stopped and he said, Lord, forgive me for my sin. And when he did that, he could then receive God's grace. So as you are working through this and as you understand that sin has caused the world to fall into disrepair as we await the redemption of Jesus Christ, remember that at any time you can stop and say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for my part in this, and I want to receive your grace, and then you can get to know more of God, more of Christ. You can see him more fully work in your life. But the remembrance of his own sin didn't drive David to despair. It didn't drive David to self pity. No, it strengthened him because he did receive the grace of God in his own life. So here he is all by himself and he's receiving this forgiveness that is only available for those who come in humility before God. And then we know when we do that, that we will be forgiven. The Bible's clear on that. In 1 John 1, 8 and 9, the Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So David was wise enough to know that he indeed was a sinner. He knew it was right before him. I mean, the person chasing him down was his own son. David was likely an absentee father. And he was probably struggling with that. And he had to keep going back to God and saying, please forgive me. And he was refreshed in God's forgiveness. 
So that's how forgiveness of sins fits into this equation. David is all by himself, but he's not all by himself. He's not alone. You may feel like you're by yourself. You may feel like you're cut off, but God is with you. And so go only to God. Go to God without feeling at all ashamed. Cry out for what your heart is longing for. And then take the time in the process of that to receive God's grace in your own life and worship in that way. And you can find hope in this COVID-19 era. And so David had learned all of these things, but most importantly, what David shows us here in this text is that his confidence in God is based on the character of God. And so when you come to God, you can trust his character. And remember, again, God never changes. He's still on his throne. If you look at this text in verse 21, may integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. David was putting all of his marbles in the basket of God's character. What do I mean by God's character? I mean it's the attributes that make God God. And we can just rest in that. And that's a place you can go and know that you'll be filled and know that your heart will be replenished. And there's a heaviness that we're going through right now. I'm sure that you feel that. Everything is just not the same. And we need to be replenished. We need to be refreshed. And when we go to God, we realize that he is that refresher. He is the one that can fill an empty soul. So that's where we need to go. And this passage is full of incredible attributes of God. In verse 2, God is trustworthy, and he is a God of truth. It is God through who we are saved in verse 5. In verse 6, God is merciful, and his love is steadfast. God is good in verse 7. God is upright in verse 8. In verse 9, God teaches the humble the ways of righteousness. God is faithful in verse 10. In verse 14, friendship with God is possible because of his grace. In verse 15, he's the rescuer. In verse 18, he's the forgiver of all sin. God is our protector in verse 20. And in verse 21, God is holy and upright. What a list. No wonder David could go there with confidence and cry out to this amazing God. David believed in all of these attributes because he had experienced them. And he was all alone. He had no one, humanly speaking, to help him. But he didn't fall into despair. He just simply cried out to God. And I want to encourage you to do that. And I want you to know that you are never alone. Now, you may be surrounded by activity. If you're at home with your children who should be in school, you know what it's like to be surrounded by activity. You may have a spouse 
working at home, and you're not so sure that's the best idea. You kind of liked it when they weren't working at home, and you've got all this activity all around you, but yet you feel lonely. It's very, very common. And don't feel bad about that. Just embrace that, because this is what we're all experiencing. We're all experiencing a new normal. But what I want you to do is to embrace that and then take it to the throne room of God. Because then you're going to find God in a new and deeper way. Like the woman we saw in the video earlier, she felt totally isolated from the church world. She felt like they didn't understand her, but all along she was learning more and more about God. And that's what I want for you as well. We have this amazing study in David who found hope in the midst of isolation. And I can totally relate to this. I feel totally upside down. I don't sleep well at night. I am tired by three o'clock in the afternoon. The things that I used to enjoy about springtime all of a sudden aren't there. I grieve for my children because they're Sports and activities have been taken away. And so I have to wrestle with this idea that I want to take control of that and I want to find my own solution to that when really what God is doing is he's calling me to himself. And maybe you understand that. Maybe you miss your, your grandchildren. Maybe you're thinking, when am I going to be able to go fishing? When am I going to be able to go camping? When, when is this going to end? When, what about my job? What about my finances? All of it. And I'm just here to say that if we use David as a template and an example of a man who knew God, this is where he found hope. And this is where you can find hope during this pandemic. So I want to encourage you to do what David did. I want to encourage you to go only to God. I want to encourage you to do it unashamedly. I want you to receive his grace and to, to go before him and talk to him and tell him how you're feeling and that, yes, you are a sinner. So just say it and receive his grace and forgiveness. And then finally, I want you to trust in his character. There are other resources that you can use as well. I mentioned earlier that our podcast is called Life Support. We produce the podcast here at Ridgewood Church. And the idea of this podcast is for trauma survivors to interview other trauma survivors. And so I have an opportunity to sit down and talk to amazing people that have come through really difficult things and are left standing and are left praising God and are left with a new sense of God's goodness in their lives. And there's many ways to access this life support podcast. You can just go right on to our website at Ridgewood Church at myrwc.org slash life support. Or you can go on the Five Stone Media website. That's where you can find a video version of this podcast. My Faith Radio also has living there. You may know that as KTIS Radio here in the Twin Cities. And you can also see it on Google Play and the App Store. But it's a great place to go to be encouraged by other believers and their stories. Because 
Life is changing by the minute. And you may feel overwhelmed. You may feel frustrated. You may feel angry. You may feel isolated and alone. But David found his hope in God. David knew where to go. He knew that God could deliver him. He knew that God could intervene in his circumstance. And I want you to have that same assurance. Where can you find hope right now? You can find hope knowing that you're not alone. Let me pray for you if I could. Our God, I just am so thankful that you are a good, gracious, and righteous God. And I pray that you would come now and be with us and that you would help us to go to a place that is always consistent and that is into your arms. And for those that are really struggling right now, God, maybe they've gotten the worst of it. Maybe they're sick. Maybe a relative is sick. Maybe they've lost a job, God. I I just pray that you would bring a renewed sense of hope. And that as we all grapple with this, we too would just find you and a deeper relationship with you where we'll be reminded once again of your goodness and that we indeed are not alone. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Ridgewood Church Podcast. For more faith-based resources or information about Ridgewood Church, visit us at myrwc.org.